Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 108 on a Saturday news radio. A3OWCCO Tech Talk is underway. Doug Swinhart is in studio. Our phone number on the program, 651-989-9226. 989-9226. You can text 81807. That is 81807. It is inevitable. We always have more calls at the end of the hour that we're not able to get to. So we invite you to call early. 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. That is 81807. And uh, Doug will start the show Right out of the gate with uh, something from the text line. I think it is a good one. Okay. Um, about Windows 10 and people who are maybe new to Windows 10. What is the best way for people to learn about this stuff? Once upon a time, there were uh, books, you know, uh, Windows XP for dummies and that sort of thing. What What's the best way to learn a new operating system or become more familiar with an operating system or a program? Yeah, you know, with Windows 10, if people are coming out of Windows 7, which a lot of them are, the user interface is so different. And a lot of people, after they play with it several weeks, they actually like it. But in my opinion, if they're going to that, they should download and install and run Classic Shell so they can go between the two user interfaces as they're making the transition. And really, books are not what they used to be because of the Internet. You can jump on the Internet and run a search in Google or Yahoo search or MSN Bing search engine, and it's so much more specific for what you're looking for that the actual training books, they're not they're not near what they used to be, and I think that's why, because we've got quick answers for quick questions yeah. at right at your fingertips. So Google is your best friend without question. Yeah, and one of the things I, I've learned is that there are tricks to all of these programs, and even with the updates. Once upon a time when at my other job we updated from old Microsoft Office to new Microsoft Office, and Word changed, and Excel changed. It's like, yeah. ah! And, and I hate to say it, but sometimes trial and error and poking around, um, working with coworkers who are maybe a little bit more familiar and have learned some of the tricks, but it can be maddening. Now, a, a follow-up to that text I think is a good one. And we talk a lot about keeping your computer organized. Absolutely. Keeping your documents labeled and in folders, keeping photos and in doing the type of maintenance where you go in and you look through photos and say, do I really need three of the same photos of the dog? Exactly. Would would one do? Um, Keeping that stuff clean, keeping that stuff organized, doing updates. 
And I think that's where people almost need someone to kind of show them some of those tricks to keep their machine in a spot where, hey, it's number one, easy to back up, and number two, easy to restore if there's a problem. Absolutely. Uh, just learning how to do computer pathing. Yeah. Where, where on your hard drive is the material kept? Learning the difference between random access memory and hard drive storage. Those three elements alone will make a computer user's life so much easier. And really, it doesn't take much. Once most people see how easy it is, they snap right on and their files become more and more organized. And it's really, it's a lot less work to do it right up front than it is to go back and sort through mountains and mountains and mountains of data. That's when it gets difficult. Yeah, and there there are so many different areas. Let's face it. There are a lot of documents and a lot of stuff on a work computer. Now, you, you want to talk to your IT department and make sure it's okay to delete stuff. You don't want to be going somewhere where you don't on a work computer. But on personal computers, let's face it, it, it it's kind of like spring cleaning. Uh, you go through and it's like, I haven't used this stuff in years. I don't have any idea why I still have it. Clean it out. Get it off there. Absolutely. Get it out of there. The, I mean, obviously, tax info and and photos and, and and other important documents you want to hang on to. But we accumulate a lot of junk in our computers and in the garage and in closets, oh, et cetera. I see it every day. You, you know, it's a, it's amazing. Once, even when people learn how to use the net, well, now all of a sudden they go and they buy a new lawnmower or a new appliance and they, they download the user manual. So now in their downloads folder, I'm seeing, and it's normal, it's common, 20, 30 different user manuals, which is cool the first month or so that you have it. But once you've learned how to run the microwave, might be time to get rid of it. Yeah, And, and it's just like everything. Maybe have a miscellaneous archive folder or an old archive folder or some old folders so they're not cluttering up your downloads folder. Just those little bits and pieces of organization is absolutely huge. Huge. And once you get in the, in the habit of this, it gets to be second nature. You open up your, in Linux, your home folder, in Windows, your personal folder, and you see docs and music and pictures. And it, it really, it's laid out. All of the basics are there to do good file keeping. And really, that's all it is, is just, just basic common sense. Yeah, and I, I did a ton of that when I did another backup of a lot of my personal documents over to Google. And I I had work to do. And I had to go in and say, I really don't need this stuff anymore. And I got rid of it completely. Um, that stuff goes a long way. And it feels almost as good as cleaning the garage. Oh, absolutely. You know, you get that feeling of, hey, I got something done here. Well, and, and once it got completed, when you go to look for something now, right. you are spending a fraction of the time that you used to hunt. You don't have to hit your start button and have your computer search for it, which even with a fast computer is slower than knowing exactly where to go. And you can organize your data in such a way to where it's click, 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 and you're there. I mean, it's just that fast. I have actually seen people try to over-organize their Outlook. They create a folder for every sender. Well, now all of a sudden, they've got so many folders in their Outlook that that just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So you can overdo this, but but to have your music in your docs file 
or your docs in your video file. Your computer, once you go into that particular folder, that's going to be the default for next time. So you got to pay attention to that path. Once you catch on to that, it all the rest of it becomes much, much simpler. And I, I could uh, say Outlook was your first mistake, but oh, we won't go there. I'm glad you didn't say that. <laughs> But Outlook was could have yeah. been your first mistake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is 116 here at CCO. By the way, phone lines are open right now. 651-989-9226. You can text. And we have a number of those coming in already at 81807. That's 81807. Quick break now, and we'll come back with uh, your text and hopefully some phone calls in a little bit. Doug's in studio. It's Tag Talk here on a Saturday at CCO. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. It is 121 on a Saturday Tech Talk. Doug Swinhart in studio for the entire hour, 64 degrees. South winds at 18 miles an hour. So with the warmth, it is breezy for sure. Uh, let's go to uh, the text line, then the phone lines momentarily. So if you're waiting on the phone, hang on. Doug, I have Windows 10. I'm wondering if it's essential for me to get the anniversary upgrade. Yeah, yeah There's a lot of controversy about this. And the creator's edition has just come out as well. I don't know if you can stop it. If you have Windows 10 Pro... You have more control over the updates, and there are scripts and programs coming out that are going to give us the control to stop or eliminate or slow down some of these updates. The anniversary update, I think, I don't think you're going to have a choice. I haven't seen as much bad stuff from that as this creator's edition that started coming out last week. People are having issues with this one. So my answer is... I don't know if you can stop it. If somehow magically you do, uh, let us know the procedure you used. I've tried a couple of things, and I wasn't able to stop it at my place. So it's um, it's an interesting update, and we look forward to see what else Microsoft is coming up with. All right, uh, Doug, uh, one other from the text line, then we'll go to the phone lines, we promise. Uh, can't seem to be able to put Linux on an older machine even looking online for instructions, it's an old XP machine. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, if you're running an old, old, old machine, you need to be looking at a different distribution. If you're looking at a later version of Linux Mint or Linux Lite, it, even though they claim it will go down to a half a gig of RAM, 512 megabytes, it may not. You may want to actually go into the downloads in Linux Mint and get Linux Mint 13 Mate version and create a DVD or a CD and fire it up and go that way. Another wonderful distribution, and this this truly is the name, Damn Small Linux. It's, I, it's as thin a client and still gives you a nice graphical user interface. Those two revisions, when, and when all else fails, that's where you want to go. All right, is there an easy way to find out what's a good fit for the hardware you have if you want to take an old machine and change it over to a Linux machine? Each distribution's homepage will give you a schedule of what they require. Ah. But 
they do push a little bit. If you're really curious about all of the distributions, you're going to want to go to distrowatch.com. D-I-S-T-R-O-W-A-T-C-H, distrowatch.com. Tremendous, tremendous resource for anything Linux and Unix. A wonderful, wonderful website. And here you can actually set up your search to where the country of origin, you can select out of everything from, from Italy, everything from the U.S., everything from, from the Isle of Man, um, any country. You can set it up to see if, it, if it's base on Ubuntu or Debian. Just a tremendous website. Older equipment. This can get a little bit challenging. If you have some issues with that, give me a call, and I'll give you a couple others. But we will get you going. All right, sounds good. We'll go to the text line shortly. By the way, if you want to send us a text, great way to go, and it's good for all our programs. 81807, that's 81807. Let's go to the phones. Ed and Delano, you're up first. Hi, Ed. Hi. Um, I just bought a new uh, Hummingbird depth finder. Okay. And I read I registered it with Hummingbird, and they said all my updates will come via email. Okay. I don't have a computer, but I got an iPad. Will that iPad be able to download it? Uh, it, it you're you're going to have to check with Hummingbird. It will it will surprise me if they don't supply some kind of a of a Mac interface. Your your operating system on a Mac or an iPad is not the same as a PC. I've actually worked with these hummingbirds. This is some slick equipment, by the way. I have to believe that they've got a Mac version as well. Um, Just go to their website and check. If it's a new uh, product, they probably have an 800 support phone number in there. My experience with this company over the past several years has been extremely positive. I think you're going to find you won't have any problem with that at all. And if you do, give me a call next week, and I'll see if I can give you a hand. I, I would assume for the updates, it's some sort of USB port between yeah. the two. Yeah, either that or or, or flows through a Wi-Fi, perhaps. I haven't seen the newer equipment, but I'm sure they're keeping up with it. All right. Well, good luck, uh, Ed, with that. Let's go to Betty in Woodbury. Betty, you're on the air. Hello. Hi. Hi, Betty. I have a, I have a question. Um for the past few months, and it happens every day, I've been getting, uh, while I'm working on my computer, either in emails or looking on the Internet, uh, there, all of a sudden everything stops. The uh, cursor won't work at all. Um, and all of a sudden the screen starts bouncing up and down, not the menu bar at the top or the bookmarks bar that I have on the side um, menu, I should say. Um, and then I get a message that says, a web page is slowing down your browser. What would you like to do? And the options are stop it or wait. So I stop it, and then eventually it kind of comes back. But it happens every day, and I don't know how to find the problem for this. I have a sneaking feeling that you have an older version of Flash installed on your computer. Uh, Your fastest fix to get rid of this nonsense is going to be to open up a web browser, preferably Mozilla Firefox or Chrome. And make sure if you're using Firefox, it's a later version so it updates itself. Flash and Shockwave are leaving remnants on computers from a couple of years ago that are creating this bizarre behavior. Once you get on a web browser, go to a Google search page and type in ADW Cleaner, 
no spaces, A-D-W cleaner, space, a plus sign, space, Major Geeks, M-A-J-O-R-G-E-E-K-S. And this will link you your first search result. will show you the direct links you can download ADW Cleaner with one button. Open it up. It will load the database. It will scan your whole computer. It will show you everything it finds, and it will clean it. Then you'll reboot your machine. I would also be looking at what you have installed for Flash and Shockwave. And it, Shockwave and Flash are becoming less and less relevant every day. Google Chrome and Firefox, most people with them can do without Flash, unless you're on an older website. Even MLS website is going to require some Flash. But that takes some extra steps if they're using an older version. And I hope that helps, and thank you for the call. And if it doesn't, give me a jingle next week, and we'll get you handled. All right, 129, we have a weather break coming up. But first, let's go to Rich. Rich, you want to follow up on that hummingbird thing? Yeah, I have a hummingbird, too. And most of these depth finders are set up that if you want to buy a map chip or something, you know, that shows you the contours of the lakes of the state you're in, that usually is bought with the access to them as an SD card or a micro SD card with an adapter. So I'm guessing that in the easiest way, he may not have a great way of doing this, but I think he's going to have to download those updates and put them on an SD card and then stick that into the Hummingbird, and then it'll see those and download them. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that, that, nice. that's, that's the same way that I experienced on a PC, just slick, slick, slick. And part of the problem with the iPad, depending on which one he's got, he may not have readily ready access even to an SD card or a normal USB port because they've changed a little bit. But thank you for the call. We always appreciate extra information. All right, that's good, Rich. Thanks. It is 1.30 here at CCO. We'll have the weather. It looks like things could be a little bumpy on Sunday. We'll certainly keep an eye on it for you here at CCO. And we'll come back with more Tech Talk. We have phone lines open right now. Here are the numbers, 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. 81807 Tech Talk returns in a moment. 136 on a Saturday, Tech Talk rolling along. Our phone number is 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. That's 81807. We'll go to the text line. We have a number of good texts lined up. But first, uh, let's bring in Marianne and uh, Silver Lake. You're on the air. Hello. Hi. Thank you for being. I really like your program, Chuck. I got a couple questions for you. Sure, go ahead. I have Avis, which you recommended, but if they can't get on my computer, would you take it to, uh, who would you take it to to get it running? And what? also, you bring it to my house. That's easy. Yeah, I swear you're too far away. Yeah, <laughs> so, Silver Lake's a, a hall. I think we could probably live. get connected remotely. We'll do it, give it a shot. I would have to look online to find somebody reputable, but I. If, if at that distance, and I get calls from people I've done business with who have retired in Florida and Arizona and Texas and New Orleans, and I always say, listen, here's my opinion. I think your best tech is going to be somebody that is willing to do the work for a flat fee. Uh, they should be in the business long enough to where they can say, well, this will be $150, $200, and that's going to allow them to take their time and do it right. Nobody's watching a clock. I also prefer, if I were in your shoes, 
I have never, ever charged to run diagnostics. It's as much for me as it is my customer. I need to know what's going on before I can offer somebody that flat fee service. So just be cautious. Uh, the number of years that they've been in business, it's pretty easy to tell who's a good guy or a woman and who isn't. Um, but I like people who charge flat fee. And it's not uncommon. Somebody will drop a computer off at my house. It'll be on my bench for two, three days. And I charge 150 bucks. but I'm doing multiples. If I get one out a day, I'm a happy camper. So that's uh, that's kind of my rule of thumb. And did you have another question? Another question. What brand of computer would you recommend for an elderly person that's not really computer capable of all the new? If you're if you're surfing the internet and doing email and some small docs, I would highly, highly recommend you take a look at a Chromebook. They are a wonderful, wonderful piece of machinery, as simple and safe and secure as you'll find on any other computer. And you should be able to find a Chromebook or a Chromebox if you prefer a desktop. You should be able to find a Chromebook at a number of stores, uh, Walmart, Target, Best Buy, Office Max, Office Depot, uh, of course, Micro Center here in the cities. But, um, and, you, and they're not expensive. You spend two, three hundred dollars on a Chromebook, you're going to have a nice, nice machine. Never, never have to worry about viruses. Never have to worry about updating. They, you turn them on and they go. Yeah, and they're always updated. And what's good about it is a Gmail account is a gateway, and Absolutely. they're free. So you log in with your Gmail, you can get your email right there, and then with the browser, the Chrome browser that's on there, you can get anywhere you need to go. Um, I've had good luck streaming video. Oh, absolutely. Um, I uh, was able to stream on Saturday night uh, that uh, World Championship Women's Hockey Game, Canada and the United States, and the Chromebook. Look great, work great. Uh, well, see, the, the key here, Steve, is having enough bandwidth, having high enough Internet speed. Right. Uh, but that Chromebook probably is going to process internet video better than most computers because the resources being used for the operating system are so low. I, I just can't say enough good things about, about a Chromebook. And Chrome operating system is a derivative of Linux. It's a shaved-down derivative of Linux. So it's super, super clean and nice. I don't know anybody that has one of these that's that wasn't pleased. Yeah, I, it's that you, simple. Yeah, if you want to get to Netflix, uh, they, there's a camera built in in a lot of these units. Where if you want to use a program like Skype to to visit with friends or family that are far away, it, it, it really is a simple way to go. Now, granted, it is what it is. There's a lot of things you can't do on this machine, but in general. Uh, when I'm sitting there watching TV or watching a movie and I have Twitter open or some of those other things, it's a great device for yeah, that, that sort of stuff. Yeah, that Chromebook is right on the money. Yeah, and when I was doing state tournament games, I, I brought it over to Williams Arena. I brought it to Target Center. I used a hotspot on my phone. I was able to get live stats. I was able to do all sorts of other things on this unit. And what's great about it is because it doesn't use a ton of power and a ton of resources, Great battery life yeah. as well. Yeah. I mean, I can run all day at the State Fair on this Chromebook without having it plugged in. Sweet. That's the way it should be. Yeah. So uh, hard would, to beat. Well, definitely go and take a look at one of those. I think you'll be impressed. And, and they're available all over town. Indeed. Uh, yeah. And, I, and I'm sure uh, wherever you shop from Silver Lake, if you run into Hutch, 
uh, or you, you come to the cities, uh, you, you should be able to find one of those Chromebooks. All right, uh, Donna, uh, let's uh, go uh, to New Prague and visit with Donna. You're on Tech Talk. Hello. Hi. Hi, Donna. Hi. What's up? I have a um, 2007 Dell desktop computer with a Windows Vista on it. Okay. And I'm wondering if I could still upgrade to Windows 10 for free. Um, Microsoft says no. People on the Internet are telling me that it's working fine. You, you can't actually upgrade your system. It would require a complete reinstall of 10. And I do know a couple of methods that would do that. I would also encourage you on that 2007, depending on your hardware, um, if if you were close, well, of course, New Prague isn't that far. Um, give me a call next week, and I'll see if I can help you create a bootable USB or a bootable DVD, and you could give Linux a test drive without having to actually install it in your computer. Um, your machine is a prime machine to be a Linux computer. And I think you'd probably be just as happy, if not more happy, with that than Windows 10. It's very possible that your computer will do 10 without any problem. And there's some tools at Microsoft that I can help you walk through and do some scans and make sure you got a, enough horsepower, so to speak. And, Donna, thank you for the call, and have a good weekend. All right, uh, let's go to the text line. Uh, I don't know if you've heard about this, Doug, but uh, from the text line, Norton is warning about a fake scan web page. Have you heard about this problem? It's news to me. But. No, this is new. All right, we'll look into that, but uh, we haven't heard anything about that here on the program. Um, had to buy a new hard drive and uh, pay good money to recover data from a crash drive. Where would my Outlook contacts file be if it was recovered, and how do I put that uh, back into the new machine and get that? You're going to want to run a search. Hopefully your recovered files took it file by file, and hopefully it took your entire user or profile directory. You are going to run a search and use asterisk or a star, asterisk period, PST. Outlook saves their files in a .pst file. Uh, that's where it's most likely, and th- this can get a- get to be a little daunting a lot of the versions, different versions of Outlook changed the way that files were saved. Many versions are saved as a hidden file. So your backup might have got it and you might not be able to see it unless during your search you indicate to search for the hidden files as well. And again, if you have some difficulty with that, give me a call and I'll try to connect up to you remotely and see if we can get that baby found. By the way, folks, we'll have Doug's phone number and email at the end of the program. We'll have Doug's uh, pertinent info, phone number, and email at the end of the program today. Uh, Another quickie from the text line. I have a Western Digital MyBook 2 terabyte external hard drive that always pops up with a, do you want to empty the recycle bin? Is something going on there? Yeah, actually there is. Your, Your recycle bin even though it's tied to that external device, you are using random access memory on the PC as part of that recycle bin. If you're sure you don't want anything in that garbage can, right-click on your recycle bin and indicate, and then left-click empty. 
Get rid of it. Empty the trash. Your computer is starting to overload. Think of it this way. I got a garbage can in my kitchen, and I throw stuff in that garbage can, but it's still in my house. It don't leave the house until I pick it up, carry it out, and put it by the curb, and the garbage guy comes and picks it up. Your recycle bin is working the same way. It's like a a wastebasket, but it really isn't deleted. And it's actually taking away from your random access memory. Better you save it back on the hard drive than have your recycle bin over full. Great, great text. Thank you so much. All right, quick break. We have more coming up on Tech Talk. We have time for more phone calls, and we have time for more texts. Here are the numbers. Phone 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. That's 81807. Tech Talk with Doug resumes in a moment. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. 152, 8 before 2 o'clock. We have all the news at 2. Then Peter Moe from the U of M Landscape Arboretum will join us. Uh, People are chomping at the bit to get outside. Uh, Still probably too early for most activities out in the yard, but uh, we'll get Peter's thoughts on that. And uh, the Arboretum received quite an honor, and we'll uh, visit about that as well at 210 when uh, Peter Moe joins us here on CCO. Doug is in studio. It's Tech Talk. We want to go to the phone lines. Time is very tight indeed, so we need to get busy. Let's go to Paul in St. Paul. Paul, you're on the air. Hello. Okay, thank you very much. Sure. Uh, Doug, it's, I always enjoy your show. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Um, about an hour ago, I was uh, on the internet. I used Google Chrome exclusively, okay. and uh, I got this screen. It was white, and it said Chrome Critical Update, and then it had a Google symbol on it and a continue button at the bottom. It's not real. This, this raised red flags all over the place. Yeah, it's, it's not real. Uh, you hit a website that sent this page out. It's, it's absolutely not real. Um, I, would, um, I would shut down my computer. Leave it off for about a minute or so, fire it back up, and try it. If it pops up automatically in, in Google Chrome, it has hijacked your homepage setting. There's like little bars up in the upper right-hand corner. Click that, slide down to settings, and you can reset your browser. This is, um, this is kind of a nasty new thing that we've been seeing the last two or three weeks. And if you have problems with this, you give me a holler, and we'll make sure that we get you cleaned up. All right. Good enough. Let's get uh, to one more call real quick here. Let's bring in John. John, you're on the air. Hello. Hi. How you doing? Good. All right. Uh, I've got a um, Lenovo ThinkCenter desktop at home, and uh, starting yesterday, I've had intermittent internet connection through my CenturyLink modem. Uh, I call CenturyLink. There's, everything is good to the line, and here's the catcher for it. I have a wireless Roku, and the TV works fine but I keep having internet issues. And when I just did a troubleshooting here, it says local area connection doesn't have a valid IP connection or configuration. Like I said, I can run that. Sometimes it fixes it and the computer runs and then it doesn't. Uh, It's a place to look for what I need to fix. There is a spot in your modem where you can reserve IP addresses per device. You have another device that is trying to use the same IP address. I think this seems this tends to happen more often with Wi-Fi 
than it does with Ethernet, primarily because Ethernet's just a cable and there's never any retraining. Um, you really shouldn't have to do this, but in Windows, there is a command to refresh your entire network. And you're going to have to open up a command window, a DOS window, um, and I believe it's net, N-E-T space S-H for show, and then you're going to type in IP config, I-P-C-O-N-F-I-G space forward slash or a dash, which is like a hyphen, IP config space slash release, the word release, and then again, you'll come up with a prompt to IP config forward slash renew. And you can watch in the DOS box if it's training up properly. And if that doesn't take care of it, give me a holler and we'll get you handled. All right, we've got to run. We apologize to Linda and the folks on the text line that we weren't able to get to your uh, calls, questions, etc. But we'll be back in one week, Saturdays between 1 and 2. Doug, real quick, phone number and email. Thank you, 651 552 Nine five four three, and of course WCCOTech.com. Six five one five five two nine five four three, and have a good weekend, Stevie. All right, take care, Doug. We'll see you in a week. Tech Talk Saturdays from one to two here on CCO. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend four point four hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.